spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, thank God it's Friday. Fantastic Friday. So a lot of talk about the Gilbert Goons. We're giving you the best coverage uh, anywhere. And earlier today, we told you the story of, of we have a source, okay, and we vetted it. And there is a man that we have spoken to who's friends with a mom in Gilbert. And mom knows her son is a Gilbert goon. Mom has seen the video of her son assaulting another kid. And it's, it's, uh, it's brutal. And you and I decided, well, why don't we talk about what would you do if you found out it was your kid? What would you do if you found out your kid was in this gang and he's part of sucker punching another kid? He's he's number nine on the 10 on one fight. And, you know, I asked you off the air before we, we even got on the show. I said, yeah, Jack's almost a teenager. What would you what if your son you saw this video, Chad, and your son was in it? It was butt. Well, what is ex- what is exactly uh, he, that? Mean? He and I are going to have serious words, yeah. and we're going straight to the police. Really? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what we're going to do. Are you now? Gonna- now granted, okay. I, I, I'm going to I want to take everything in. We're going to get it, you know, everything done the right way and the legal, the whole nine yards, because right. we're not going to send him down there. But he is going to face the. And again, each one of these things is different. If he was an idiot and. Punch some kid and then, you know, and there was a fight. It, it's a different story. If he's not, if he's the ninth of the, of the 10 that are whooping some kid's butt. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have serious words and he's going to go take what's coming to him. That's the reality of, of, I think the way that this needs to go for a lot of these kids. It, now, if it was just, you know, Jack's six foot four and it's just his mom and I wasn't around, I could see how a mom would be afraid. Yeah. You know, and especially if your kids, you know, but even if he's, uh, you've got to, if you care about your kid, you've got to make sure that they understand that there are repercussions with the actions that are coming. And I think as a parent, you're going to pull your kid out of a gang, right? You're going to, you have to, you have to do that and probably turn your own child in to save your own child's life. You would think, but man, we live in a time when... We see it in the inner cities. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, for some of these kids, these kids, why it's so different is a vast majority of these kids have everything going for them. Those kids in the inner city, the gang is their family right? in many ways. Mom and, you know, is dad's probably not around in many cases. Mom's trying her hardest and she's in over her head. It, it's, you know, maybe grandma's raising them. And so they're turning to other things. For a lot of these kids here, I bet they got nothing. Like that going No, I, I think it's totally different. Affluent families, um, you know, a lot of the places in Gilbert uh, that police have gone to, million-dollar houses. So earlier today, we opened up the phones for Five Spot. And we said, well, what would you do if you found out your kid was a Gilbert goon? Um, listen to what some of the men said, and then make sure you listen for our female uh, who called in. Mike and Gilbert. All right, Mike, what would you do? I'm lawyering up. I ain't doing anything until I know that my kid has immunity, and then we'll work with the prosecution. But would you tell the kid to do the right thing, or would you try to hide it? No, I'd do the right thing as soon as I knew that we had immunity. 
Craig in Chandler. All right, Craig, what would you do? If I had a kid that was in the goons, I would lawyer up just to have some protection there, but I would want to do the right thing. I think in this case of this mom, she's probably scared of how she's going to be perceived as a parent and maybe scared that it could come back to... They might file charges against her for aiding and abetting and protecting him, but I think I would want to do the right thing if I were a parent. Let's go to Steve in Phoenix. Steve, what would you do? I think the right thing to do is turn them in. Because, you know, I teach my kids that uh, every action has a consequence. And, yes, it would tear my heart out. But, you know, this is a lesson that they need to learn that, you know, you're not supposed to be out there uh, wreaking havoc to your peers. And if anything, protect them from everybody else. And the best way to protect them is, you know, do the right thing, turn yourself in. And usually if you turn yourself in, right, what's going to happen? You're going to get a lighter sentence. Don and Maricopa, what would you do? The first thing I would do is talk to my son, explain to him, like we always have, that there's consequences for your actions, and him and I would be going down there. Yeah. yeah. Not me going in to turn him in, but he'd be going with me. All right, Michelle, uh, what would you do? To be proactive and to find some answers, I would get my kiddo in some therapy pretty quick. I'm also a therapist, so maybe I'm a little biased, but maybe family therapy, counseling, some sort of services um, so that the judge, one, could see that uh, we're being proactive as a family and getting them some help, but also finding out what's going on with the kiddo. All right, so that was earlier today, five spot, where we put five people on the spot about a new story everybody's talking about, and it's the Gilbert Goons. And today's question, what if you found out it was your kid that was a Gilbert Goon? Uh, what would you do? And um, I think I think many of our callers, you know, what's the best way to protect my son? Yeah. Okay, the best way to protect my son is to get him out of this gang. And if that means he's got to go to jail, well, that might save his life. Because if you're in a gang, you could get killed. If you're in a gang... But it also might mean that, you know, you never know what happens in jail either. True. So it's... But you've got... They've got to face the consequences. But where is... But you know that they're going to be... That... I don't know what... I'm not giving you percentage or anything. There's a parent out there that's like, we're getting out of town. Oh, yeah. And, and, and probably the, 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 the fear is, is, you know, my, what my, what is my son has done is so bad that he's facing potentially a long sentence. Maybe somebody who was involved in the Preston Lord, uh, incident who may be facing forever. Right. And that's, you know, I mean, so yeah, the son, desperation to save your child at that point. Right. What if your son is part of, uh, the mob that killed Preston Lord? And you know that your kid was part of it. And a couple of days later, Preston died from his injuries and your kid could face murder charges. I mean, do you? Do you well, I mean, you it know, it's worse now. I mean, it but, is. But there are going to be parents out there that will turn their child in, that will go with them, that will get them help or what have you. And um, aiding and abetting, though, if you try to escape right. with them, you're, you're talking about potentially a murderer <laughs> and escaping wise man. Does the age of your child affect how you guys feel about this? So if it's 16... If they're a minor versus if they're considered an adult at 18? Well, not for me, because I'm getting the kid out of the goons, because I think you're going to die there. I think you'll get into more trouble there. Uh, and, you know, as Chad said, you have to face the music, because you... I don't think the age matters. May age matter for you, Chad? Age matters, not really. I mean, because they've got to face face the music. But I think the thing is, getting in there early, if you if you want to say, making a deal, 
And it's, it's uh, better if you're a juvenile, right? Yeah, it's better if you're juvenile, absolutely. If you're in there early, the first one in gets the best deal. I mean, we shouldn't look at it that way, but people are looking. But the the age thing does play a factor in the sense that being tried as an adult, and by the way, at 16 or 17, if you're involved in the Preston Lord, there's a good chance you're going to be tried as an adult. Good. So, you, you know, be. as you should be. Mm. Would you try to convince your kid to name names? I to out the, other kids uh, you in know the what? video? I, in the I that's a tough one, man, because, you know, again, it's one thing you're bringing your kid. I'm responsible for my kid. I'm not asking him to name names, but what are uh, the repercussions if you name names? Well, probably a much lighter sentence, potentially. You know, and, they know the names of other kids that yeah. committed the crime with them. Yeah. I'm telling you, isn't I'm, it your responsibility to, to say those names? I'm telling I, my kid to say the names because we're going to we're going to try and get your life back. And if that means throwing somebody under the bus, uh, we're going to do it. I would also implore them, hey, give me the names because I think it's time we talk to their parents. Do they have any idea of what's going on? Yeah. All right. So um, if you're just joining us, we spoke to a man who is friends with a, a mom in Gilbert whose son is a Gilbert goon. And mom sees the video. That's my kid assaulting another kid. And mom wants him, the gentleman we talked to, uh, to, to go to the Gilbert PD and tell them because she's worried about retaliation from the goons for her, for her, her son. So she wants this man to go and do it. And he's only called the police three, four times this week and still waiting that call yeah, back. Nothing. Wow. All right. Coming up next, uh, one of the most iconic magazines of all time has folded. Does anyone care? It's a magazine, but it's a big one. Next. I am reliving my younger days, looking at a picture of Kathy Ireland on the front of Sports Illustrated. For those of you who don't know what Sports Illustrated is, it is a magazine. <laughs> a magazine is a computer screen that doesn't move, but it has words on it. So there you go. Mm. Iconic? Absolutely. Broke? Yes. No need for it anymore? Completely. Lo and behold, today, everybody got an email uh, from the company that owned them at one time, apparently, and said, yeah, you're no longer needed. We're, uh, we're firing everyone. Sports Illustrated has folded. Did you read it when you were a kid? Because, I mean, you and I are big sports fans. You yeah. Were, you were a professional soccer yeah. player. Oh, yeah. I used um, to get it. It was I used awesome. to get it, too. It was great. You read the articles. Uh, you felt like you were in the know. It was Sports Illustrated, right? It'd yeah. come in the mail if you got... Or you, you got go, the phone? Who got right? the phone? Football phone. The football phone. Shaped like a football. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's like if you if you buy a subscription, you get that. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that other stuff like the, uh, for the Follies, the Sports Follies. Oh, the right? Sports Follies. They would send you the Sports Follies. But, Chad, you you make, you make a great point. You brought up Kathy Ireland. Yeah. I mean, Sports Illustrated, you know, had the best writers. They had the best articles. You, you find out all you want about sports and your favorite teams and all that kind of stuff. But they also had the swimsuit issue. And when I was a kid, well, that's something that, you know, a, a 12 or 13 year old, 14 year old boy wants to look at. And so we did. It was it was a long time ago. It was yeah. 30 years ago, I guess. 30, I think 40 years Sue ago. Peterson. Was an 18-year-old girl, was a high school girl. I think she was the first Sports Illustrated uh, bathing suit. Yeah. Yeah. She might have been in college. She was like 18. Right. But so, so if Sports Illustrated it has gone under, okay, it is kind of shocking, but um, there are other magazines that have been iconic that have gone under. I'm surprised it stayed around for as long yeah. as it did. Yeah. I think the first issue that Sports Illustrated had is uh, they had fake writers. 
So when we were when we were enjoying Sports Illustrated back in the day, they had real people writing the writing the columns. They they had fake bios of people. Uh, and it was actually AI. They just had pictures that they just took off the internet, yeah. threw them up there, and right. this is John Jones and right. you know Laura Lorison, and they're like, none of those people are real. Is there a magazine today that gets any buzz? Is there is is there any time? Just for the only for the person, person on the of the cover. year, yeah. person of the year yeah. at the end no, of the year. No. Um. Well, and you know, we're going to. Playboy magazine isn't. I don't think that's around anymore. No, that's no. not been around for so some that's time. My son owns it, but I think everything's online. Right. right yeah. Now. Well, I mean, that's an iconic magazine, and you know, we don't have to go into all the stuff, but there are actually articles, and there were, you know, the articles, and if you were extremely in, informative, you turned the pages say, real fast past the pictures. The articles were good. Right. right the right, thing is, right. they had some of the best writers. Rolling Stone is still around. Okay, Rolling Stone is still around. But articles in, if you were interviewed inside of. Playboy. Mm-hmm. It was a serious, like ten thousand word, you know, yeah. article that right. was serious. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, there were words in there. I don't know. Yeah, there were. <laughs> I heard there were. Gail, so you remember the WWE had a WWF at the time had, had a, a magazine. A magazine, yeah. yeah. And WWF used, still yeah. does. World Wildlife Federation does. No, no, no. This, we're talking the wrestling magazine. Yeah, I mean that's what like we always we always liked, you know. Um, I, I got I got magazines about baseball cards and all that Ugh. kind of stuff. Listen, I know the world has changed. I get it. Everything is online now. Didn't know you feel like you'd gotten. It was almost like a delivery in the mail. I mean, yeah. it was a delivery in the mail, but right. like a gift in the mail when it came. You know, yeah. you're kind of like when Amazon shows up with your, what you've ordered. Yeah, it's even though you paid for it <laughs> and told them to bring it to you. That was why I used to feel with magazines. Right, right. You knew it would come once a month. Yeah, and you I couldn't wait for it to show up. Right now, now it's like whatever you need. Touch of a button, yeah. And Amazon, you can find anything you want on Amazon, anything, and it'll be there in the next day. And it really is the greatest thing in the world. And magazines, you can find right. them online as well. Although it's not as much fun to read them, I don't think. Um, there are some people that are blaming. And I don't think this is right. Uh, so if you're just joining a Sports Illustrated Gold Standard Sports Journalism, done. They fired everybody today. Uh, some people are, are pointing out to the fact that wokeism got Sports Illustrated in trouble. So. Well, I think it was help them. Yeah, I think it was last year. It was the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. They had a couple of transgender models appear in the cover. So, to be real frank and, and honest, so so let's say what that is. Uh, it's a biological man who is now done everything possible to become a female, and that was on on the cover. And a lot of people, you know, if me, if men are looking at that. Some men were it, like, "No, I, that's not what I want to see." If you're selling that to a man, and you don't, a man, you don't understand your audience. I don't you have think, failed. Right, right, you have failed. Right. Between that and the, uh, the, let's see, between that, the fake writers. Oh, and the advent of the internet yeah, and yeah, stuff. Right. I read an article today that all these billionaires bought all these newspapers, like the Washington Post. It's it's costing them. They're losing money like they've never lost before. They're going to start firing. There's no need for it. When's the last time you read a newspaper? An actual one that I opened up. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Like even a magazine, unless you're sitting in a dentist office no. and your phone's almost out of power, you're not picking up a magazine. I haven't picked up a magazine in forever. Yeah. No.
Because if you have your phone, that's your magazine. If you have your phone, that's your newspaper. If you have your phone, there's no need for any of that. I saw a uh, meme today. You've probably seen it. Okay. And it's a guy standing there, and he's got a VHS under his thing. He's got a compact disc player. Yeah. He's got a magazine. There's a computer. He's got a newspaper. He's got, like, sports. He's got a television. Everything is all. All of that is now in your hand. And it's awesome. It is. It's great. Hence the reason why I don't need it. I told my grandmother like 30 years ago, there was a guy that was going to be executed in California and they delayed the execution. I went and got the newspaper and it said the execution was delayed. They had killed him three hours earlier before yeah. they dumped that out right. because they, they, he lost his last appeal. I'm like, newspapers are dead. Yeah, the immediacy of what we have right now is what everybody wants. And that was pre-internet. Yeah. You know, now it's like, goodness me. So Sports Illustrated, done. It ceases to exist. They fired everybody today. Amazing. Mm. All right. Well, coming up next. Yep. Story time. The Gatos and Chad show. We've given you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week. Up next, something from our personal lives. Stick around. It's story time on the Gatos and Chad show. After giving you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week, the guys give you an inside look their personal lives. That's right. Let's get all warm and fuzzy on a Friday night. Chad, you mind if I go first? Please, sir, go first. So I was meeting uh, some friends out last night for dinner, my wife and I, and as soon as I got out of the car, I got a text message and I looked at it and it was a buddy uh, from college who was informing me that uh, one of our buddies from college had passed away. Ooh. It was bad news. It was really bad news. You know, some of my... Um, most fond memories are from going to Syracuse University. I had such a great time. I learned so much, not only in the classroom, but about life uh, and, and about radio, because that's where I started. And um, my friend's name was Mike Cranston, and he passed away. He's my age. We graduated together. Now, you know, over the years, you know, um, you know, you talk on a birthday, you send a text or something like that. Super close? No, we weren't super close. But we were friends in college. We were colleagues in college. Uh, we are Facebook friends. Um, and we had a lot of laughs. And I found out that he passed away uh, yesterday. And it, it, it's, it's, it sucks, man. It sucks. And I'm just... Was I'm, he sick? I don't know. I don't know the details. I'm calling his sister. I don't know the details. Right? Because he's our, he's our age, man. And so I'm thinking back about Mike and, you know, I always say this on the air and it's a true story. The first time I was ever on the radio is because of Dave Pash, right? Yeah. Who does the Cardinals games. He was a year above me. He was running the uh, sports department uh, at a professional radio station in Syracuse. They let the students run the sports station. He was the head of it. Obviously, he's turned out to be a pretty good broadcaster. And I was one below and, and he it was the boss basically. And he put me on the air first, but I had to go through Mike Cranston. He was my age, but he was higher than me in the, and he really put me through the ringer. He was tough. And, um, the next year we became seniors and Mike was the boss because Pash had graduated and Mike came to me and he goes, listen, I'm just going to tell you, you're not good enough to do any of the play-by-play -play for Syracuse football. And I said, I know. 
It wasn't my deal. I was yeah. terrible because they had the broadcast rights. So we could do. We <laughs> could do the games. You told me that yeah. too. You told oh, me that several times, man. That was awful. It was awful. I was just. It wasn't my thing. He said to me, he goes, "I want you to be the sideline reporter for all the games, though." And Mike Cranston was one of the first guys to give me a shot, and I made mistakes down there. I had fun. I did some good things. I did some bad things, but he gave me a chance, and I had to think on my feet. It wasn't something you could really prepare for because the game unfolds and you're down there. You gotta, you've got to react quickly in, in, in injuries and this. So I always remembered Mike as the guy who gave me uh, a shot. Um, and, you know, you're cutting your teeth with other college kids your age about whatever you're interested in. And it was radio. And we all learned together and we all failed together. We all had successes together. We all went and it blew off steam together. Um, and I found out that my friend Mike Cranston had passed away yesterday. And I wanted to at least say something on the air. Uh, he was one of the first guys to really say, hey, I think you can do this this specific job. Go and do it. Uh, so I want to thank him for that. Right and I hope that he rests in peace. Story time. This week we had some issues with Charlie. If you guys are aware of this, my daughter, she's uh, five. She's a ginger. Yes, she is. I'm a ginger. She didn't want to go to school. Didn't want to go to school? No, didn't want to go to school. Okay. Throw a fit. Throw a fit. Man, and I'm talking about it. She was ready to throw down. Grandma took her to school. Oh. She wanted no part of it. Grandma calls. She goes, uh, she ain't getting out of the mm. car. A principal had to come. Uh, what grade talk, is this now? Is it kindergarten? It's kindergarten. Five years old? Yeah. So next day, wife takes her. They come home. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Finally, I said, she's like, I'm not going to school. I said, I'm taking you to school. Uh-oh. Whole mood changed. Oh, is that right? Because the understanding of this is simple. <laughs> my my wife, God bless her, she tries to deal with her as a normal human. You can't deal with soulless gingers <laughs> as normal people. And I told her, honey, sometimes in life, if you've watched King Kong and Godzilla, mm. a monster can only be fought by other monsters. Yeah. Man, she was in the back. She's like, I'm not going. I said, the hell you are. <laughs> and I put her shoes on. Yeah. I had one shoe on. I had one in my hand. I took her off and dropped her off in her class. She was shaking. She was so mad at me. Had the best day, though. Really? She didn't complain or whine the next day. And I told her teacher, too. We have to move her up. She's bored. She's bored. Oh, okay. And boredom sense. for a ginger is never good. Mm. But I tell you what, she, her and I, it was like two bulls. She was looking at me. I was looking at her. But I'm Daddy Bull and Daddy Bull won. She is such a character. She is. Oh, story time on the Gatos and Chad Show at the end of the week. We bring you into our personal lives. Uh, yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back Monday at 2 o'clock. Becky Lynn is up next. Arizona's Evening News. We're fun. Deal with it.